This episode is the very first live I've done. Um, and this, uh, since I started using this platform, I'm currently waiting for Brandon to join the conversation where he will share with us the value of He'll share with us the value of digital marketing. Uh, digital marketing can add value to your business, regardless of what size it is. So currently we're waiting for our guest, Brandon, to join us on this live. Welcome, anyone who chooses to uh, join us. I will bring you in if you have questions for Brandon once he's on with us. I do apologize for the delay. As I said, outset is the first time I've gone live using this platform, uh, other than doing it as a test run. Life is definitely about more than living when we able to grow professionally or personally. I'll also be sharing this on different platforms, social media platforms, as Brandon is on with us. Definitely different for me. However, like I did my very first podcast, but I had a guest on. And we pre-recorded. There were some glitches, hiccups. And we just went to the next. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really good at doing fillers. But uh, I thank you who may be catching it on replay. And uh, please feel free to skip past the filling, fillers I'm utilizing. Uh, marketing in this age is not something I'm a professional at. However, I have managed on my own to get um, Life is a Bit More Than the Podcast on a wide array of platforms. 
as the counter is going, it seems like we're getting deeper into like the five minute window, which is, um, that is what it is. How should it be good? This is where people to, uh, get on board. Hey, Brandon, how are you? You don't have tickets, and the one good, how are you doing? Generous, man. I am good. Um, you're actually my very first live guest on this platform, so <laughs> there have been some glitches with me utilizing it. Um, but I'm glad you're on board now. So, how's your day been? Can you hear me? Yep. So how's your day been? Doing well, thanks. How's your day going? Seems like I'm hearing some background noise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I usually do it on my computer. Yeah, that's fine. I think my, my cell phone, I don't know if it has the best microphone. Okay. I'm going to share this on Facebook and different places. Um, like I said, this is my very first live. I use our pre-record shows. Um, I thank you for joining me and interested in coming on board and your patience with me uh, as to getting this. I'm going with this new format. Uh, no worries. No worries. And, Thanks for uh, Yeah, I, I can see where in the future, once I launch my meetup group and some other things I've got going on, I will be in a position to Utilize your services. It's really tough doing this as a solo person. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and not being that, you know, I've been at it for a while. Having a professional on board will always make it a lot better. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've checked out what you do, what you have done, and I'm really amazed. I mean, wow. You took a passion and you turned it around into something you really love and made into a business model. Uh, yeah, that's freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm lucky. I'm lucky with that. I'll enjoy it at the right time, at the right place, and definitely I'm glad and grateful for that. Yeah. It's sort of kind of like me when I did my first podcast. Well, I'm not going to talk about me. This is about you tonight and what you can share as far as the importance of um, harnessing social media, digital media, uh, and all of that. So this is basically your time. I'm really, I feel that the time as the links connected. So this is your time. Just, you know, speak from your heart. It's really informal. Yeah, it's also professional content that there are people out here I know, such as myself, who really benefit from your services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy helping others out, getting more traffic on Google and trying to help people get that free traffic from Google using search engine optimization. How do you go about that exactly? It really varies. It's not really one size fits all. Every website is different. It just depends on what type of website you have. And it's really trying to find the disconnect where what have your competitors done that you haven't done? Because we're not really trying to beat Google. We're just trying to see who's on that first page of Google and how much SEO have they done and how can we do a better job of doing SEO? Really, that's what it comes down to for the most part with this. Yeah, I, I really have shied away from it because I really have not really. See, I'm good at creating content, but as far as SEO, 
in layman terms, exactly what is it? So SEO means search engine optimization. And that means optimizing your website to rank on the search engines by avoiding paying with ads. So when you search on Google or any search engine, there's ads at the top and ads at the bottom. But in between the ads is the organic results, the free listings. And SEO is about getting you in those free listings to get you that free traffic from the search engines. Okay, so like myself, I utilize Linktree. Is it possible to, how, how does that work with something like Linktree? Um, what is Linktree exactly? Linktree is basically, it's not, a, it's not a really a website in the, in the normal format. You go in and you add different links, like I link my podcast link or meetup group link. And you, you can categorize it as far as business or whatever. Um, that's the basics, basically what a link tree is. And like for instance, mine is link tree backslash more than a poet, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what everyone uses on Instagram. That's just to help people click off of Instagram onto their website because Instagram locks you on there. So link tree is just to add a, a way to add more links to point to different pages on your website or different pages on the internet, such as YouTube or videos, social accounts and things like that. But that's all Linktree does. Okay. So it's not, yeah, it doesn't do anything for SEO. It doesn't get any SEO. SEO is for websites to rank a website on Google. Okay. A true website. Linktree, Linktree is Linktree. You don't own Linktree. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was so wondering. Just... I'm yeah. listening. So, um, Someone who uses Linktree, if they have a true website built within it, that's where you come in. Well, they have a website, like anything with this website. Linktree is not part of SEO, but if they have a website, that's what it's doing is ranking your website on Google. So people can find you when you search on Google. Okay. So, so I'm saying you here. So whenever you search on Google, I'll make that appear. Okay. But you don't see link trees linking there. Usually people search for a product or service. Okay. And that would go back to like a website that you own. So um, in the past, I've de- I have utilized one page, I guess it's one page websites. Um, would that be something you could use, how you would come in and help someone with? Like a landing page? Let's say it was more than a port.com. I only have one page. How would that work? Yeah. Yeah, as long as it's a website, doesn't matter if it's one page or a hundred pages or five thousand pages. It's all about optimizing those pages. Each page on your website needs to be optimized. So the more pages you have, the more work it's going to be because you can have a lot of pages and each one needs to be optimized to properly show up in Google by going in and putting keywords in the coding and making change, adding content to each page to just help it. Help, it, help Google better understand what that page is about. So a lot of us utilize, I mean, people, I said, us people, I've noticed on social media and different places online, hashtags. What's the difference in a hashtag and a meta tag? Or is it about the same? A hashtag is for social media and it's a putting the pound sign in front of a word and it makes right. a clickable link. But for SEO, there's a title tag and a meta description are coding places to put keywords for your for SEO to help you rank higher on Google. 
Now, you keep mentioning Google. Will that also cross over to other sources like Yahoo or something like that? Mm, yeah, Bing, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, Ecosia, all those other search engines are all similar for the most part with their algorithms. So Google brings in the most traffic. Oh, Google brings in the most traffic. Of course, everybody knows about Google. Um, now, I'm just going to use myself as an example. Because this is stuff I really don't understand well. Uh, Google also has Google Analytics and things of that sort. How does that all go back to what you're talking about? Doing? Google Analytics is just to track everything. So Google Analytics is for tracking, which everyone needs to be tracking their data to see what's working and what's not working. Push more money into what's working, pull money away from what's not working, and make changes. But Google Analytics is a free tool from Google that lets you see everything that you want to know about your traffic and more too much information but information is good because then you can make statistically informed decisions that are going to help you better optimize your website especially if you're running paid ads that really helps out okay so i know facebook is always pushing out to get people to do paid ads and things of that sort is that really beneficial if you're just starting up if your audience is on facebook then yeah Okay, if but your audience isn't on Facebook, then that's not where you need to be. Okay. I mean, so, where is your audience? That's where people just waste a lot of time and money thinking they know where their audience is, but you have to really think who is my audience and where would they be and how do I get in front of them? Okay, so like with regards to life is about more than living, uh, I must be honest with you, you're the very first individual I've done the live stream with. I keep saying that over and over again. So I will get better at it as I go go about it. Um, use our pre-record, <laughs> and we pre-record, mm-hmm. and we and we take take, and we do another take and another take, that kind of thing. Uh, so uh, you mentioned, like you say, your target audience may be on Facebook. With a basic website, really, you can go anywhere. Now, when someone Google's my name or Alfred Harrell more than a poet, it it appears across all those different places. Uh, I don't know. I, I give credit to the fact that I um, I, po- I post a lot on different places. I don't since I, since I have a since I have a link tree uh, instead. But going to the hypothetically looking into the future, that was actually a dot com. Would I reach out to you to help create the con? Would I create the content and then send it to you and you optimize it? Or how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So you. Create all the content for your website, or we could have write, copywriters create the content for you, or whatever needs to be done to get that going, and then we push it out to the world and okay. show Google and other places that you exist and try to get them to build up that trust and relevance. Okay, because like with this regards this podcast, um, even though we got kind of a rough start, uh, in the text, I made sure I included your website. I said nothing else goes on here this evening. My listeners who can utilize your service will be find you through my means of your website. Uh, mm-hmm. And because uh, I have all the information saved myself. Uh, how long does it usually take to create, to generate, based on your experience? I know that everybody's, everything's different. Everybody, everybody's story is different. Everybody's website is different. But on average, is, is it an average time turnaround to see where SEO 
is helping your business or not? Is it, what's the time frame look like for that usually? It just depends on who your competitors are and how much SEO they've done versus you. Okay. If they've been around for 10 years and they've built up all this trust with Google and you're just starting off, it's going to be really tough for you to compete with them. Whereas if you've been around for a while, built up some trust with Google, it's a little bit easier to break in, but it all comes down to, and just like, what's that disconnect between you and your competitors and how can we fill that void? What are they doing that you're not doing? And that's going to let us know what we need to do. And sometimes it might take a few months if you're more well-established, but if you're a brand new company or website, it's going to take six months to a year, but just depends on the competition. If it's very competitive, it's going to take a lot longer. If it's not that competitive, it could take a month or two, but it just comes down to the competition. If you don't have any competition, it's not much you have to do to get up there. But if you have competition, it's going to take a lot of work or it's going to take more work. And if you're very competitive, that's going to take a, a lot more work. So it just comes down to that level of competitiveness that you're targeting for your keywords. Okay. Now I've heard you mention three things. The amount of trust you build up with Google, the level who your competitors are, and uh, time. Uh, so, how, again, just for those who are listening, let's say let's say you're you just you're an individual who has found someone to build them a website, and you built good reputation in your community for your business and now you're going online with it uh how would you go about helping that small business local business grow now be more become more effective i would say uh now they're using an online platform of a website because like I, I, I know you mentioned t- trust and time and your competitors are. Uh, how, how how does that all play out hypothetically with a relatively unknown that is not that is known in the, in their community as a business? Yeah, that one is tough. You got to build trust by letting people know that you are who you say you are and that you're reliable and you can get reviews maybe from people, get testimonials, and that's going to get people to trust you because. Getting people to your website is half the battle, but once they get to your website, how do you get them to trust you to buy or make a purchase or fill out a form or submit their email address or call you? It's tough to do. So that's the big thing is trust of getting people to trust you, which it's not easy. And I think it's like five touch points before somebody trusts you. So they got to see you in multiple places. Maybe they go to your website and then you start following them around with some remarketing ads. You got their email address so you can start emailing them information about your business and just keeping yourself top of mind so they don't forget about you otherwise you can get lost in the sea of other websites and it's just too easy to get lost in there so you you mentioned i heard you without saying it, you said it email marketing um level of importance is using it in addition to seo um where do you place that email oh, marketing? It's the best. How much? Look how much spam you get every single day. Email is always number one. That thing will ever be email. Email is the most effective. I mean, just look at how much spam everyone gets every single day. People are spamming because it gets it works. 
I mean, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it gets sent to the spam folder, but email is by far the most effective. If you could get people's email addresses, don't buy a list of email addresses. You have to get people to sign up to your email list, which is also tough. How do you get people to sign up? But that is the most effective by far for nowadays. Well, why did you say don't, don't buy email addresses? Because they didn't sign up okay. and they don't know who you are. So you're spamming them. So that's spamming them. But if someone signs up to your email list and says, oh, I want to learn more about your product or service, then you could email them anytime. And you send an email out, they're going to get it. It's going to go to their inbox. Whereas with social media, you post on Facebook, only 5% of your audience sees what you post right? or all those other platforms. So email is by far always going to be the most powerful and effective because you own those emails. You own it. Facebook, you're just renting space off Facebook. You don't own any of that stuff. Facebook right. owns everything you're posting on right. there. You're just helping Facebook get richer by posting content and live streaming. You'd always need to get something on your own website, post it on YouTube, post it up everywhere because even then you're still renting space off YouTube, but at least YouTube will pay you, but they don't pay that much a dollar for every thousand views. Right. You're right. right. You're right. You're right about that part. Uh, I went, but I went to the email point because, uh, as I look back in hindsight, and I was doing, I was engaging in the open mic scene and signing people up and getting their emails. But then they were spreading word of mouth about what we were doing. It just, must, I mean, it mushroomed out. But I didn't fully understand how to maximize it. Uh, and here you, so I, I backed off the email. You get a cut in emails. I backed off the whole mic scene to get all together. Now that I'm back engaging through the podcast, I, I was concerned about using email marketing and you're saying that's really the best way to go about it. Cause like you said, I've, I've seen minimal results and I understand better how I've seen minimal results by doing Facebook or doing Instagram. Um, I've gotten greater results, by, um, using a link tree in addition to a QR code. I'm very mobile. I'm using my own story, my own testimonial, because I know at some point I'm going to need services or another professional to take me to a different, different level. Uh, as far as using QR codes, I've been able to grow this podcast. My greatest fear was changing to this Podbean platform. And some people say you have to face your greatest fear. I was a diehard anchor out person. Out of the face, Facebook ad, people know the story, but it limited me because I was really doing what you said. In a sense, I was renting space from Spotify. Um, now, with Podbean, I'm able to do what we're doing now, having a live screen, engaging with my guests in real time, um, on my signage that I have out, um, print business marketing materials I give because I travel a lot locally. Um, I'm able to grow my audience and having you on tonight to talk about not just the value associated with it, really what you're saying, the value, if I'm hearing you correctly, please let me know if I'm not, the value and importance of email marketing, the value and importance of having a website and having a professional when you can afford such, but if you cannot, they have the right information out there in front of people continually uh, and not to be afraid to say 
what you said to yourself. I think you said renting space on Facebook or even on YouTube, how that works. Uh, so as I'm going to wrap this up, I'm going to keep it short tonight. Uh, email market is important. It's very important. Extremely important. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, having a website, even if it's one page, if you're a small startup building that trust, you mentioned trust throughout our conversation. You mentioned trust with regards to Google. Let's hit that, hit on that again. You said getting Google to trust you. What do you mean by that in basic terms? Just to get Google to think that you're a real business. Google looks at every website and just doesn't believe that you say or that you are who you say you are because too many people check Google and Google would rather show Amazon or something that they trust like a Nordstrom's or a big corporation versus you. But if you build up that trust, Google will start showing you in the search results. But initially they just look at you and say, okay, we see you exist, but we don't believe you are who you say you are, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Because I remember having conversations in detail. I remember having conversations with people in my, in my past where I was, sharing with them the importance from what I understood of doing what you said. And they're like, nah, it's not really important. But now it really is. I didn't understand exactly how to explain it as you just did, you know, building that trust to a real business, not some fake business out there, somebody just pretending. Um, so three three quick points to wrap this up. Uh, I would love to have you back on at some future date, and I will make sure to get the contact out there sooner. To you, because uh, yeah, but let's, but as far as closing this out right now, though, uh, I don't want to be the one to close out in the context of explaining what you do. So, if someone was, was to reach out to you tomorrow that listens to this podcast tonight, because I'm going to share the file with you so you can reshare it once it's over, once we close it out. Uh, If someone's to reach out to you tomorrow and say, hey, Brandon, I want to utilize your services, what price range, just give me a general figure. I know you can't. Everybody, every case is different. How much is, how much really is someone looking to put out cash-wise or as far as payments? People want to know what the bottom dollar is before they hire a professional for your services. How does that work? Yeah, that one, it just depends if your website, like you said, if you have a one-page website versus if someone has a 500-page website, every page needs to be optimized on that website. So the more pages you have, the more time it's going to take, the more work it's going to be. But also the main driver really is competitiveness. Who's on that first page of Google and who are you competing with? If you're in the health and wellness industry, it's very competitive versus something where you're selling some small obscure item that not many people are competing or not many people are selling or if you're selling tennis shoes or t-shirts it's gonna be very competitive as well where you have to compete against like big big corporations so it just kind of depends on who you i mean unfortunately a lot of the seo it all depends on the competition like it's all about diving in the back end of the website seeing what's been done how many backlinks what's been coded what keywords they're utilizing and how to get that onto your website, what the disconnect is. But 
Yeah, it's tricky. But I do offer free consultations. You so do? if someone does want me to check out their website, from an SEO perspective, I could review it and then let them know how much time it will take, what it will cost, and what's needed to be done to get them there because it really is not a one-size-fits-all with SEO. So if someone does want a consultation, they can always come to my website, SEO Optimizers. Yeah, that's included in the link. I, I made sure that's the link I got associated with this podcast. It's there for yeah, that would be the best. Um, if someone needed a website, could they also come to you? No, I don't build websites. I just help them rank on Google. Okay, okay. I just want to put that out there because some people may get it confused about the difference. Okay. Well, Brandon, I enjoyed having you on. I do. I am grateful for the time we spent. Uh, and I'm like, wow, Alfred, uh, you could have used this guy years ago. Uh, and thank you. Thank you for taking what seemed to be a complicated subject for some people, not all, some. And making it seem to be really simple to understand. Uh, I'm gonna close it out now. And I think my list, I will thank my listeners in advance um, for chiming in on this conversation with Brandon. Uh, please pronounce your last name for everyone, because I've struggled with that name. Brandon Leibowitz. Um Please reach out to Brandon for SEO marketing uh, website optimization. Um, and uh, thank you Brandon again have a great evening and look forward to talking to you another time thanks for having me on you're welcome bye bye